So I told him that since you have you have uh, guitars and sometimes a shield in the background, and he has a shield in the background, I figured I'd go for weapons. Yeah, we can see part of them, but it's enough. Yeah, it's enough to know. Got to go against the green. Yeah. Well, plus I want to get uh, uh, my Bloodborne poster up over there, but I don't have any thumbtacks. I ran out. Use thumbtacks. Sticky tack. Yeah, sticky tack. I'm also Scotch out of that. Scotch tape. Because I don't actually don't have that yet. I don't have anything. Uh, okay, have you ever watched uh, Star Trek Generations? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the the very first scene where they're taking the starship out on like uh, like a, just a trip around Pluto and back, and like nothing's installed because everything arrives Thursday. Yep. That's my house right now. <laughs> Like oh, yeah, that's man. that's coming. Well, I mean, today is Thursday, so it's coming Saturday. Yeah, because two day delivery. But yeah. wasn't wasn't that the one where they were taking the quick trip around Pluto, and then uh, and then Cameron uh-huh. like was the was the captain and or general or something, and then uh, yeah. and then like they're the only ship that happens to be there, even though they're within they're in the heart of Federation space, like next to the shipyards, because the shipyards are off Mars, and you've I mean, like, yep. everything in the Federation is there. But they're the only ship. Also, he says that at warp three, they're going to go to Pluto and back, and it'll just take an afternoon. It's like, okay, even at light speed, your numbers are off. Warp three is three times the speed of light. So, yeah, it's going to be quicker than an afternoon. I mean, yeah, you could could do that. I don't remember. You could do it for brunch, essentially. Well, not seconds, because like the sun is six minutes away from us, right? Is it six minutes? I thought it was eight. Eight minutes. Is it eight minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's still not going to take long. So three times that, eight divided by three, I mean, (laughs) we, it's still not going to take. So it takes, yeah, it takes sunlight. It's not going to take you an afternoon. No, it takes, yeah, eight minutes. Well, it takes eight minutes to go there, but the distance from Earth to Pluto is what, like a hundred times that? Well, so either the way, the thing is, yeah. the other thing is that's that's if they're on their nearest approach. Yeah, like if they're on the opposite sides of the system, true. it's going to take even longer than that. That's true. It's Pluto way the hell out. Someone should have fact checked that. <laughs> we did. Star, it's Star Trek. Star Trek nerds did. This weekend, our collective heads wanna put an old rumor to bed. Stereotype that you've all heard. How we're all just angry video game nerds. Most of us have actual jobs. Kids and families and cats and dogs. Yeah, this weekend, our collective heads. This weekend, our collective heads. Welcome to those Seeking Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick, joined today by Kevin and Owen. Special, Hi. special episode with everybody together. I know you guys missed us, missed us throughout the week, but we're live every single week on uh, on on Twitch and on Facebook every single week. So come check us out. I was going to say XSplit, but that's how I broadcast. That's different. Uh, We're live every single week. Technically, we're live on that too. This is true. This is true. We're live every single week on Facebook and Twitch. So come hang out with us. If not, tweet at us at Twiatch and do all the things. Follow us on all the socials because it's awesome. We talk about gaming news here uh, and other rambling things, but mostly gaming news. And we actually got some news. Uh, we had a Finally. lull. Yeah, we had a lull for a while with with uh, the holiday season, but we got some news now. 
Uh, by the way, before I forget, the topic of the episode this week is uh, remasters or sequels that you would like to have announced in 2019. So think about that if you're watching live. We've got some things written down that we may talk about. And we'll talk about yeah, we quite do. a bit. Huh? Quite a few. Yeah. Anyways, let's, let's kick this off with uh, the biggest news and the most recent news. Bungie and Activision parting ways on Destiny. Very dun, dun, dun. You know, any any news of anything being parted away from Activision um, is good news to me. Right. I think that they've they've ruined. I mean, the first Destiny I really enjoyed. The second one, not so much. Retried it over and over and over again, and yeah, it just was not digging it. So I'm hoping this brings them back to form, and they actually get some good stuff going on. What do you think? Apparently, Forsaken was really good. Uh, that's the de one of the Destiny Two expansions. Yeah. What's interesting is reading Schreier's article on this, where apparently they were popping champagne and stuff at the the uh, offices of Bungie from this separation. The fact that uh, Activision let them keep this IP, I think, is the most interesting part. Yeah. Because how do you keep them? Like, how do you? That, how nice are you, I guess? I'm trying to figure out what it is that they did wrong where they get to be like, sure, Bungie, you get to keep the IP. Go ahead. Yeah, it's it's surprising. It's the moneymaker that I, that, out of that studio, so I don't really understand. I mean, I guess because Activision still has Blizzard, so they're just like, eh. it, They do, and, and Activision's been doing some very strange things as far as Blizzard goes. Like, there's there's a lot of talk about uh, different people that are, that are getting left behind while they're trying to be like, we got to make more money. And uh, Bungie, I feel like the Destiny 2, like, kind of did a similar process as the first one did that, you know, Taken King is the one that kind of brought that one back. And if, if Activision doesn't see uh, Destiny as, as like a big moneymaker, I think that might be the thing is they're too short-sighted to see what it could be. Yeah, because they're seeing what it is right now, which is meh. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. And Activision prints money. So if it's not printing money, then that's the thing. <laughs> that's true. Yep. You know what's printing money though, in my opinion, is the Switch. And, yeah, it is. and we got and we got Blaster Master and Adventure of Link coming out on the Switch. Zelda 2! Yeah, I love I don't I love like, this. Game. I don't know why you I this love game. it. Because okay. it's awesome. Okay, so Owen, you're a fan of Zelda. What do you think of Zelda 2? I mean, it's okay. It's it's a lot harder than it. I'm wondering if they're going to add what they've been doing with a lot of the other NES titles where they give you like the easy yeah. version. Because if they do easy version of Adventure of Link, I might actually finish it. <laughs> yeah. It's maybe the only way. Well, I think I think if, if maybe they uh, if they kind of tilted the, the experience a little bit and made it where you could level up past uh, past the cap. I think that would probably be enough. Yeah, I think that they're they're trying to stop people from just like rage quitting as soon as they boot it up, though. So I think they're gonna have to change more than that. I mean, it'll it'll take them at least three minutes yeah. to rage quit. I would start by but changing the perspective of the game, but that's just me. If it has save states and all that stuff, I will give it another yeah. shot because it is one of the few Zeldas that I haven't beaten. Yeah. Well, they not counting it's also it's also the first ones. time that Shadow Link ever showed up. I didn't know that. He's the boss of the game. Yep. Yeah. Well, I never got that far. So. Kind of know your lore. No, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm really excited about that. And I, I, haven't, I haven't played Blaster Master, so I'm looking forward to that one, too. I have not Blaster played. Master Zero is great and only $10. Yeah. 
Um, but this is going to be now included with your what twenty dollar year subscription. But the one, the sequel or whatever you want to call it that they made yeah. and put on Switch is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think Switch is. I mean, actually, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a little bit further because we're talking about the, how great the Nintendo Switch is. But uh, Nintendo uh, said this week, I guess not Nintendo themselves, but the Nintendo's president was talking about the basically acknowledging that consoles aren't always going to be here. And I thought that was very forward thinking, which is very non-Nintendo. Nintendo's thing is usually just, you know, look how great our console is. And it's worked for them, but it's an interesting forward way uh, of thinking that I didn't expect from Nintendo. So I feel like it's taken somewhat out of context. Uh, he said our focus could shift away from home consoles and be a little bit heavier on, on mobile, something like that. But the what what a lot of news agencies uh, pulled out of it was Nintendo's running away from consoles, and that's not quite what was said. But yeah, the the fact that this isn't going to be around forever and that they're that they are diversifying yeah. is definitely a positive. Well, that's exactly what they're doing. They're saying, you know, this is not this is not uh, the only thing. We know the market is more than just you know co home consoles. It's not you know the early two thousands anymore. When you can sell video game consoles to everyone's grandma, so I took it as acknowledging that in the next couple generations, the fact that there's just not going to be as much point to doing a console as there mm -hmm. is to doing other things. Because if things keep going the way with uh, things like Project Stream, where you can literally just put uh, your games on anything, mm -hmm. more game companies are going to take advantage of that. Oh, I'd agree. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. Totally agree. How do you feel about uh, Nintendo having games on Humble Bundle? It was really interesting. They were the same price. <laughs> there was no discount whatsoever. Mario Kart was cheaper on the Nintendo eShop, mm -hmm. which it's never been discounted mm -hmm. ever. Yep. And it was discounted the week that they launched on Humble Bundle. And then what is it on Humble Bundle but fifty nine ninety nine? That's funny. I didn't see that. That's the extent of what I have to say about it. It's stupid until they actually give you some discounts. Yeah, Nintendo. I don't think Nintendo's going to allow that, though. I mean, Nintendo doesn't want to devalue any of their properties, and they feel like if they sell the game for less than what it's worth, then you know, it's like uh, it was Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess was almost full price on Wii forever, forever. Yeah, I mean, it's not that good. Of a it's game, Nintendo, but it's Nintendo. Yeah, it's Nintendo. It's, it's a very it's a very similar system to like the the Disney Vault. It's like as soon as it goes on sale for like five dollars less, you're like, well, I guess this is the best I'm gonna get. Yeah, and then you buy it. That's why so. I go Amazon because usually I get a decent price on uh, on Amazon. Um, I am yeah. I am that guy in the store. By the way, like as we're walking around Target or Best Buy, I'm like, hmm, what's the price of this on Amazon? Like every single place. Oh, absolutely. And I know Best Buy will match you, but I don't want to be that guy like all the time. But Nah. Sometimes Amazon leaving their pre-order bonuses behind has made me start pushing towards uh, digital only, at least on Nintendo. I'm not really doing it yet on PlayStation. Yeah, I'm just the fact that they got rid of that 20% off, and everybody else is getting rid of that too. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going straight digital on Nintendo, and it's been pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it's it's convenient. I mean, being all digital on on the Switch is extremely convenient, so I can't disagree with that buy you a fat sd card mm -hmm, mm -hmm. got my 64 is really well the fact that it's happen. not proprietary makes it actually viable yeah how much how much was Rip your vita? vita yeah how much was your vita memory card uh the 16 gig was 80 dollars. stupid yeah. dude 
Yeah, yeah absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But what's not ridiculous is Yoshi. I love Yoshi. Okay, so every everybody else like sees the same thing I do. It's like little big planet with Yoshi, right? Like what whatever that uh, the media molecule game that wasn't actually technically little big planet. Yeah. You know the one I'm talking about? What was that what was that game called? Because that's what it looks like to me. Well it looks like it looks like a, a 2.5D ish version of Paper Mario, which was kind of one of the first games to have that flip in perspective. I mean I, I mean, can it's see not an RPG, though. No, it's, it's not no, it's not an RPG, I know, but I I, yeah. I thought uh, I thought Kevin was talking about like the uh, the depth. I mean yeah it's two point five. Yeah. So and yeah Little Big Planet is the two point five, no matter what anyone says. That is the best yeah. 2.5 game ever. So I, I can see where you where you uh, where you can see that. But the, the thing about it is just like it always is is you put Mario characters in there uh, in Nintendo IP together and make it cute, and people will buy it, and I will buy it. Yeah, Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, adorable. How adorable is that game? <laughs> There's no other word you can really use. It adorable. It's like the perfect yeah. word for Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, this is pretty much the same thing. Oh, the game I was trying to think of, Tearaway. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's Man, that game's not good. No. No. Sorry. No. You know, <laughs> gimmicky, gimmicky as heck. You know what? But, what um, the, the gameplay of Yoshi's Crafted World looks way better. Yeah. And, like, that's it's just, just get the gameplay right, and you, you're fine. Well, yeah, it's Nintendo. So, enter Nintendo. <laughs> that's what they do. Get the gameplay right. Yep. Yep. And, uh, well,. And another one, I mean, former Blizzard employees or Blizzard employees in general usually make things that are good. And them making a Marvel game or formal, former Blizzard devs making a Marvel game it makes me really exciting. By the way, this is not the... Uh, uh, this no, is not that. Was, no, it's not. Say, to make it clear, there is, this is not the Marvel game. No, making. we don't have footage of that game. But I want to put this game in there because I cannot wait for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I love getting it on Switch. Oh yeah, it's the only. I mean, it's a Switch, it's the, exclusive, it's a Switch exclusive. Yeah, I mean, which I would already want it on Switch anyways. But I absolutely loved the other games, and the fact that you know they're tying this in with the MCU is amazing. Because the last one came out, we didn't really have an MCU at the time. So I was excited about this this announcement yeah. of the Blizzard devs leaving. To be specific, it's the original Hearthstone team mm -hmm. that has left Blizzard, and they got thirty million dollar stake to work on their game and they bought a Marvel license and then a buddy of mine made an extremely good point that it's a bunch of card game devs mm. it's probably going to be a Marvel card game right and so I have to hold out hope that that's not true but I was so excited until he was like so I guess they're making a Marvel card game and I was like dang it you're probably I mean, right we've, we've got we've got three I mean that's the third Marvel comic game coming out because we've got squares working on theirs and then we've got the the one that we were showing the footage for black Hmm, something black order black order and then this third one so i mean like there's there's going to be plenty of variety as far as gameplay goes so i think we'll be all right i, I just think with the card game ecosystem like card games are really hard i mean if it's supported sure it's just we see that magic even struggles and they're supported by one of the biggest tabletop games of all or companies ever yeah if not the yeah. yeah it's the biggest wizards is, is huge yeah and to me, the fact that their game isn't making as much money as as they expected, it's not making near as much as I expected because it is the best uh, online card game. It's better than Hearthstone because it's, it's Hearthstone took the magic formula and tried to refine it 
and then Blizzard went, well, our game is better, so let's just use their interface and their, their the way that they structure their game and put magic on it. And it's perfect. It's ex- I heard Glint's pretty fun too. Glint's okay. It's just it's just too simple. It's way I too simple for it. me. I just heard so. It's too simple for me. I mean, it's like playing checkers. Like eventually, you're just like, I know I've only got X amount of things that I can do with this. So, yeah, I get bored. Yeah, I get bored. I'd get bored with a Mad Box, by the way. Because I don't <laughs> understand this thing. This we're three and a half years out. I don't, three and a half yeah. years out. Uh, the Madbox console. Here's the here's the here's the console. There now they keep saying that they're they're going to be bleeding edge technology. They're able to easily have um, you know games. Uh, any console or PC games could could come to this easily, which means it's probably. I don't know. I'm not going to say it's like Android based, but it has to be. It has to be a system that everyone's already using. If they're talking about how easy it is to port, but Linux. I don't understand. Yeah, but I don't understand how they're talking about getting VR at 180 frames a second and making like making PCs look like crap. And I'm like, no. It's going to cost you two thousand dollars. There, yeah, exactly. This is not going to be something viable that you're going to be able to market to anybody but hardcore PC gamers. And guess what? They're going to want to build it. Yeah, they're going to want to build it. And and that's that's the question that always comes around with this: is who is this for? Is if it's for the hardcore PC? Well, they already have their hardcore PC and the consoles. They have those. And so, if you don't have something new and unique to offer. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I want a four hundred dollars Steam box that can run ninety percent of Steam games. That's what I want. Make yeah. that five hundred dollars, and you could probably get one of those. I mean, I, I'd say five hundred bucks. You could make a Steam box that would do that, and it. And no, I know like you can make one. I'm talking about something sleek like this, where it's already like running. Because that's the other thing they're saying: port everything over. Why would you not just use something like yes, the can. upcoming Epic Game Store? Yeah. Like, just work with one of these companies and say, "Hey, we're going to build an operating system around your store." Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing I'm talking about with Steam. I just want something already put together for me. That's why I oh, like sure. consoles so much to begin with. Is that I don't have to do any work. Yeah. I just want to click buy. Yep. <laughs> download and play. I think Owen, I just want to play the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Whitney hates the fact that like now like you have to install every single game. I mean, we got like Red Dead and, yeah. and I was like, you know, I got it and told her, "Okay, it'll be ready tomorrow." <laughs> it's just going to be so long. Preloading, yeah. baby. And so, yeah, preloading digital would have been definitely the way to go. I mean, that's the way to the future. I did. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably what I should have done, but I mean, it was 100 gigs. I preloaded that yeah. sucker. I was like, it's okay. I'm never going to sell it. Yeah, but with, uh, I mean, I think Owen and I are in the same camp. Like, we do so much, like, troubleshooting at work and trying to make things work, trying to fix things, that when we're not working, I just want it to work. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to do any maintenance. Not fun. Yeah, that's actually why I have an iPhone is because I would spend so much time doing different things that not only different things that I could be doing it to adjust, but also different maintenance, you know, I, it makes me really lean towards that sleek functionality of console. I don't have to install PC games. I don't have to update my drivers or worry that a windows update's going to come and ruin an hour of my gameplay. So I like I'm that. pretty sure the mad box is just going to drive you mad. It probably is. I'm not buying it for it. The easy joke. Yeah, <laughs> for the easy show. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna buy it yet. I want to see it, but just everything that it, it sounds like—it just sounds like you're built like 
what operating system is it going to run? How easy is it going to be? That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, uh, Kevin, tell me about uh, the Ellie experiment because I'm just confused on what the heck okay. this is all about. Uh, all right. So uh, there's there's the the Overwatch League, and then there's kind of the there's there's another division below. It's kind of like minor league baseball, basically. Okay. Um, and they're called the Contenders. Okay. And uh, you can you can compete in that. People are ranked. People can you know watch and and see if they can get into like the major competitions, things like that. So what happened was a a person that nobody knew showed up and said their name was Ellie and they were a girl doing things, but they were not going to come out and be public and they were not going to do uh, live interviews and not going to be on camera and stuff. And it was like, actually, you, you kind of do need to do that stuff. And who are you? Because nobody knows who you are and you can't just show up and you're okay. You're not, you know, super special or anything, but what ended up happening was, um, People were trying to trying to figure out, okay, who is this person? Where did they come from? Is it are they really the person that they say they are? And it turns out they're not. Um, they, they it was somebody else. They said it was a social experiment. Um, I don't know what kind of experiment you were trying because you can't have a focus and control group if you're just throwing crap on the internet. And so at first, uh, so it was a social experiment, not a well-designed one. Yeah, right. And so, and so, one of the one of the more disappointing things for me, um, I like a lot of Kotaku's reporting, but this was one where they just jumped in full, like we gotta protect. And they said, uh, okay, if this was if this was a guy, no one would be asking who they are or where they came from. And it's like, um. Actually, this is this is sports. Yeah. People care about the team, and when an unknown person shows up, they want to know who the heck is playing for their team. Can they trust them? Can they believe in them? Should they build the team around them? And none of those questions were answered. So yeah, there's going to be just a, a full out court, full court press. I don't know. I don't know actual sport metaphors, but I understand the concept of sport and being invested in your team. It sounds like a and really so, bad way to try to not even troll but just to fake i don't know like it's not even like a social experiment like a social experiment would be like you know someone pretending they're a time traveler or something like so let's see what people say what how people react to you know to you but if you're just like hey i'm good at this game who cares everyone says that when they go on the, get on the game yeah. The thing that I took from it, it, the problem is, is that because it start the reason why Kotaku like jumped in and and started going after protecting her is because there was a lot of vitriol thrown at quote unquote her way, and the problem that comes out of this being fake is that all of a sudden people are now dismissive of the fact that they were treating a potential girl that way. They don't care anymore because since it turned out well, to be a dude, right, right? I, I understand. Yeah, exactly. She wasn't real. So it, it was justified for us to say these things. So it's kind of getting swept under the rug. Now the story like flamed out really quickly as soon as it turned out that she was fake and a dude. And I, I've, think it's unfortunate because I think it's unfortunate that it turned out to be fake because there was a real issue there that was presented uh, and now everybody thinks it's okay because they were right okay I, I, I get that but like 
I mean, when I got on the internet when I was a kid, back back when the internet just started, no, I'm just joking. But like when I got on the internet, I lied about who I was. Like who doesn't yeah. lie about who they are on the internet? I get like that. I get that the person was pretending to be a girl. I played World of Warcraft and pretended to be a girl for a long time. I mean, all my characters are girls. We know this. Yeah, but like I would not yeah. like. But we're not girls. Yeah, but we're not but... girls. But what I mean is like. <laughs> but what I mean is like, okay, who cares that? Like, I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of random stuff. But my question is, did anyone ask Ellie if she was gay? Because that the uh, worst transition ever. Because that's <laughs> an important oh, thing. Apparently. That was so bad. <laughs> You're welcome. Apparently, right. apparently, Soldier Seventy Six, aka Jack, identifies as gay. And as much as I'm for inclusion. Does does it matter to Overwatch though? I don't I don't think it matters to Overwatch. Um, for for me, it was it was just kind of a um, it was it was a declaration of the fact that not all gay men fall into the stereotype of having good fashion because there is a skin <laughs> of Soldier Seventy Six where he's wearing socks with sandals. Oh god! And I think that is hilarious. Yeah, that's that's no like. <laughs> But apparently, uh, according to canon, uh, Soldier 76, a.k.a. Jack Morrison, I want to say, um, has has had, he had a crush on a character named Vincent, um, and then Vincent got married, Soldier 76 is happy for him, yeah. but um, yeah, it's 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 just another one of those things, it's like, oh, here's another lore fact about this character. Isn't Tracer gay, and so it doesn't, uh Yeah, Tracer is also gay, but like... Um, for me, it's it's much more about okay, we're finding out new facts and new stories that don't matter. I mean, it's it's fun for, it's fun for the the lore people and as a souls as one of the souls digger people, um, I like I like being able to to dig down and find lore and and understand the world better. But in my opinion, this doesn't change anything. It's just a Okay. Yeah, that's how I felt. And hopefully one day it will be. That's, that's and that's kind of my reaction to it. Like it didn't, it wasn't like, oh, I'm shocked. It was just okay. Now I know that. But mostly, I just thought the socks and sandals thing was funny. Yeah, it's stupid because it does change it for some people, but those people were already on the wrong side of history anyway. For the rest of us, we're just like, okay. I mean, the thing about it for me is that the game doesn't there's no story mode in the game. Yeah. If there was a story mode where I could get to know soldier 76, cool. I'm not an overwatch person, so I don't pay attention to the lore anyway. If yeah. this makes you feel more included and stuff, mm -hmm. Hey, well, when, good for yeah, you. When, uh, you know, I, whatever. Yeah. When, when like when tracer came out, there were some people getting like angry, but that person also was like, they, they were, other people were quoting them on forums. Cause they were talking about like Winston and who is it? Winston's with, in the lore like basically they were like the person was talking about winston and another character and shipping them and so everyone was like so you have a problem with the character being gay but you're okay with bestiality like seriously <laughs> like people are weird yeah, man pe people are weird people are weird um but what's not weird is indie games <laughs> i love indie games You've been playing. I was wondering what I was seeing. Just if we could have, if the transition was going to be really bad again. Oh, it's or... always bad. It's always okay. bad. But uh, Wander Song on uh, on Steam got uh, labeled as fake for months. And this game is on Switch as well. Um, but 
yeah, it's. I don't think I've seen this one. It, so I, I found this out, and I found this to be pretty interesting. J simply, so like Steam or like a PlayStation and like Xbox, there's an achievement system on Steam, and apparently people make fake games to boost that are set. the The reason that they exist is to boost Steam achievements. Basically, just your gamer like, score or like whatever. Like the Mario Tapper game on. Vita. It, Exactly. So it's exactly like that. So what happened with this game is that the game was so good and so well received and downloaded so many times and it was such a small game, the Steam algorithm thought that it was fake and then labeled it and locked its achievements and permalocked the achievements and now Steam is actually they found that there's a bug in their system where they can't like unpermalock it so now they're trying to fix it but the funny part was just if you go like read their twitter while it was going on it was literally like we're too good that the system thought we were fake yeah that's it's crazy impressive it's crazy impressive to sell so much that they that uh, that the automatic system is like mm, no no that's uh that's not going to happen like that you had to be fake. Actually, that happened to me at work once. Uh, I was hitting a server. One of my first jobs in telecom, I was uh, hitting a server so often and so quick that it locked my uh, user because they thought I was using an API, which I thought was really funny. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, I'm that good. Yeah. Really, I was just doing my work and everybody else was busy watching YouTube. And I know yep. you can watch YouTube while you work, so... Yeah. Eh, what? <laughs> but speaking of things that are doing really well, PlayStation 4, 90 million units. Nine. Moves it up into the top five. Uh, the top three, if you remove uh, handhelds. I remove handhelds, so top three. Woohoo! Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't consider handhelds, sorry. Like, except for the Switch. It's... Right. It's... Also, yeah. also, I think it's kind of cheating to include, like, all of the, the DS's... Like, there's so many different SKUs of that thing. <laughs> There's at least like the, six. Well, the, the XL and the new and the mini and well, the 2D and the on, hold on, but like you've got the DS and there were a bunch of DSs, but the 3DS is going to be separate than the new 3DS. 3DS and 3D XL, yeah, those are going to be skewed together. But new 3DS, I mean, it, it depends on what software can play on the system, right? That's what defines it, right? Um, yes, and that's that's fine. But there there are some people that say like the 3DS overall lumping in new and old and XL and, and the, the 2DS and like all these different ones, all of those together. And I think if they have if they have different hardware abilities and they can play different games, those are different. But they, uh, they all play the same games. What, what I'm, All those play the same games. They're different hardware, but then we're gonna have to split hairs and be no, like the, PlayStation the, the, Pro? PlayStation 4 No, the new, the new 3DS yeah. plays some games that the old 3DS doesn't. Agreed, but you said 3DS, XL, 2DS, and 3DS. <laughs> and, and, this, 3DS. and therein lies the problem. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. PlayStation's uh, really cool. A bunch of people have them. It's going to hit 100 million this year, for oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's going to hit 100 million. It's I, never going to touch PS2, by the way. Just if anybody's curious, PS2 sold 150 million nothing units. Is, it's not going to happen. Nothing's ever going to touch the PlayStation 2. It is it is remarkable that thing that thing kept, it just kept selling like we were in the PS3 era we were playing Xbox 360 and PS2s were still not only being sold like not only sorry not only at stores but people were still picking them up and buying them because it was so yeah. good and the 
but also the PlayStation 3 was very expensive. Well, and also it had, once they came out with the Slim, it was still, for the longest time, it was one of the cheapest Blu-ray players out there. Oh, it's true. That is true. And, and that's, that's one of the fantastic yeah. things. That, that, that's one of the reasons I bought it at launch. The PS... Was just because... The PS2? Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the cheapest DVD players. Not Blu-ray, DVD, DVD players. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, DVD. Blu-ray was PS3. Yeah, Blu-ray was right. PS3. Blu-ray was, was PS3, yeah. Um, yeah. So apparently Alien Blackout's a thing. People were wondering if the the game was was happening, and yes, it is. People like me who are huge Alien yeah! fans. I'm happy, but it's on mobile. Um, I did find it funny that everybody's like, "What? This game you play is Ripley's daughter?" I'm like, well, yeah, Alien Isolation like did one? too. Yeah. They, we've been and here. apparently it's not a sequel, which is really weird. They're just taking the same character, That's... Um, which I find extremely strange. But from what I hear, it's not a sequel or like necessarily related to Isolation. I was like, how is that possible? Yeah, I mean. What's the point? How do you have a character like that who's experienced a xenomorph? I mean, with Alien Isolation, you're coming up against one alien, very similar to the first Alien movie. So this one has more aliens. So uh, aliens isolation. By the way, well, and you're you're also playing as her, directing other squads yeah. to do things. So it's yeah, eh. it's stupid. By the way, real quick, did you ever hear about the pitch that uh, that James Cameron did for for Aliens? No, but I've read his Spider-Man Two script. Oh, jeez, where Doctor Which is um... <laughs> Doc yes. Ock arguing with Spider-Man over who the real Spider-Man is. Yep, oh, it's just atrocious. Will the real Spider-Man please stand up? Please stand up. Please sorry. Stand up. Please stand up. No, uh, James Cameron said, "I want to. I want to pitch. I want to pitch a sequel to to a property." He didn't say what the property was. He said, "I want to pitch a, a sequel to a property to to do to to do for you." And they're like, "All right, whatever." Uh, and uh, he's like, "I only need ten seconds or something like that." He walks up to the chalkboard or whiteboard or whatever uh, and writes "Alien," puts an S next to it, and then turns the S into a dollar sign. And then he puts down, he, then he just drops the whatever he had, like literally mic drops. It's like, I'm going to make you money with aliens. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Game over, I, man. I, it's the, it is one of the best movies. I, I just thought it was like the coolest pitch, pitch story ever. Um, but I like that one. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, who wants new, who wants a new monitor for their, uh, for their TV or for their, uh, gaming? Always. Oh Always. yeah. I'll take one. You want $5,000? It's got a sound bar on it. We got five thousand dollars. We got five thousand dollars. We got five thousand dollars. Sorry, the, the instant, Whenever I read this story, that's the whole reason I every, threw it in there is because I went Wayne's World on it every time. But honestly, if you're gonna spend money, if you're gonna throw, be baller like that, just get the wall from Samsung. It's a yeah. hundred and forty-six inch TV. Just do that. I mean, it's probably. I mean, the thing about that monitor is, it, it, like, in terms of, it's supposed to be like the biggest. The, the pro, the thing that people use gaming monitors for is for frames and all that stuff. I'm sure the wall is probably not built no. for like a Twitch shooter. Uh, this screen is insane. Is just the fact that it was five thousand dollars. I'm like, there's, no, I don't even know if there's a computer that you could build that would cost five thousand dollars that isn't made by a certain fruit company. <laughs> no, you're like, exactly I, right. I don't see any gaming pc ever living up to that monitor price but i still thought it was interesting five thousand dollars is 
absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it puts it what puts monitors into the same category as these bleeding edge TVs, like the wall. Yeah, which is why I brought it up. Was who is it for? It's for people who just want the latest and greatest, and they have a lot of money, and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. There's a market for it, and that pushes technology. But at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, to me, when I see someone spending a good amount on a PC monitor for gaming, even I like recoil at some of the prices, but there's no way I can imagine people spending this much, um, like you said, when it costs more than your PC. And you're gonna if need, I, I would need multiple. If I ever went hardcore multiplayer, then I might think about a gaming PC monitor, but otherwise I got my 55 inch TV, it does its job. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's diminishing returns after a certain point. And yeah, you could technically be better than the other one, but the price difference really doesn't justify the purchase. Yeah, it's true. Um, also, I like dollars. <laughs> so true. Um, so apparently, modding is being made illegal in Japan, and I don't know how to feel yeah. about this. So another thing that I found where I was reading into the story that established by the law with the idea is that there's so much um, uh, fake consoles out there that are selling games, you know, not Soldier Boy, though, yeah, but <laughs> things like that uh, going on, that that's what they're actually trying to make illegal. But in the process of making those illegal, which I'm really surprised that they weren't illegal already, they are making the modding of games illegal. So the whole thing is that you're just not like any like anything to do with video games. There, you're just not allowed to touch. It has to be all original. And I, it, it's theoretically it's punishable by prison time to like mod a game. So I'm like, is Skyrim just not gonna get released on the next Xbox and PlayStation over there? Like. Uh, is is every Bethesda game not going to go over to Japan? Like that, just that's just one small example. Everything's modded these days. Yeah. But I was really blown away with the fact that that kind of language was included. Yeah, I think that yeah, it's, that's just poor, poorly written law, in my opinion, because we're we're talking about where it should be tightened up in regards to selling something like. Uh, for example, like if I decide to re-edit a movie, I can re-edit a movie and have a copy of the re-edited movie as long as I don't sell it to somebody. Like if I take, um, I don't know if you like you heard about this. Topher Grace re-edited the Star Wars prequels to one movie, and like so he has he has edited it by himself, you know, himself or his friends or whatever. Like so he's shown it to people. Like it's it's his thing, but. He's not selling it. He didn't put it online. So Lucas, Lucas, and Kathleen Kennedy and Disney can't come after him. Uh, same thing yeah. with this. It's like if you're not making money off of it, who cares? Um, it, it does surprise. It doesn't surprise me that that is not illegal to sell these copy consoles because the law is so slow in almost every government to catch up with technology. So. But yeah, I mean, the fact that one, you could buy all these. One of the other interesting things that uh, that popped up in here, um, in addition to modding, they also uh, included um, fake software codes and keys that are auto-generated. And that one makes more sense. But the, the, the law is just so broadly written that it applies to things that nobody's really interested even in stopping. Yeah. And that's, like you said, sloppily written law. Sloppily written. Hopefully the music in the next Elder Scrolls isn't sloppily written. 
because we can yeah. only hope. Yeah, because Jeremy Soul is not going to be doing the the music. I'm ha I'm I'm not unhappy. I'm kind of disappointed, but at the same time, I don't know who is doing the music. I don't know what the music's going to be like. So, yeah, and and I I think that there will be a lot of the themes because like uh, Uematsu hasn't been writing all of the music for Final Fantasy, but the spirit of, of the Crystal theme remains mm -hmm. a substantial part of the series. I, I think that it's, that there there is a feel to Elder Scrolls music that um, that might not necessarily be exclusive just to Jeremy Soleil. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it, okay. whatever the next version is. In... We promise it's coming, guys. Fallout 76 is the only game we're working on. <laughs> Well, they got Starfield awesome. first, which uh, there was rumors about, which we didn't talk about on the show, but there was, like, rumors about it being in, like, complete disarray. Like, they were, there was a rumor that basically they were focusing, they were trying to make ships, like, the actual, like, uh, ship maneuvering and all of that spacefaring, like, actually work with the engine that they've been using for Fallout 4 and... And apparently, yeah, it's it's the same engine that they've been I'm using. Just, I'm just imagining the generation of water, just that alone being a, a huge issue. Oh yeah, I mean, it's the, they're still well. The new the new Elder Scrolls is going to be on the same engine that they've spent that they put Skyrim on and Fallout Three and like everything else. And that's just and people are still going to buy it's it. Sad. I'm I am going to buy the next Elder Scrolls. I know you are. I I bought Skyrim so many times. And it's okay because that's what I've been playing lately. <laughs> we don't judge people around here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you, well, as to say, you haven't. I don't know if you've been playing it lately, but Blackout, Blackout's pretty good. So there's, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so Activision. So there's there's question of Activision making uh, Blackout and Overwatch free to play, which honestly they can still make money off of these i don't think that either one will hurt uh in making it free to play um in my opinion i think it's genius i think it is i think it is i mean that's yeah. that's the one thing that propelled i mean propelled Fortnite. uh i mean not two, only what two million dollar industry yep, yep and you hook if you hook someone with it being free then then they'll be apt to you know to Pour money into it if it's addictive gameplay like Fortnite is or like Blackout where you have quick in and out you have a good reward system and the you know, Blackout gameplay is amazing so putting this free to play yeah that'd be fantastic what are the microtransactions like in that game by the way because I haven't like even seen they're not huge I mean they they have um, they loot boxes I think they have like I think they have a currency or something okay. that you can buy for the regular multiplayer mode but this is specifically talking to Blackout yeah. And in Blackout, currently, there's challenges to where you can unlock skins. I'm guessing that if they were going to make it free to play, they would get rid of those challenges and make it to where it's like, hey, you want to just buy our skins? Uh, and then who knows, maybe that evolves into a loot box thing where it's like, do you want some, Do you want to make your AK-47 look different? Do you want to make your uh, AR-15 look different? Whatever, there's not an AR-15. I'd, I'd just go completely away from, uh, from loot boxes and do what Fortnite did, which is like, just buy just it. buy it just buy it and unfortunately the part that i don't like though is that the exchange of real money to fake currency um gets really confusing and it makes it disassociates how much things actually cost 
um, and Microsoft is famous for doing this uh, on the Xbox Store when you had to when you had to buy Microsoft uh, bucks, gold points, yeah, or whatever they call whatever they were called. Yeah, because you would be like, oh, it's this much. It's sixteen hundred. I hated converting that in my head. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's sixteen hundred points. I'm like, how much is that? Oh, it's twenty bucks. Like it doesn't seem like as much, uh, which is what V bucks is basically does. Any kind of currency like that. But I'm I'm fine with microtransactions where it's like you're asking me to buy something that's cosmetic. Go for it. I mean, I bought horse armor, so that happens. And, and one of the other things about this is that uh, Blackout and Overwatch. I mean, they they've sold what they're okay, not all of, but they've sold the vast majority of what they're going to sell as far as like the the base game goes. And so if you can introduce tiers and have it where because um, like Overwatch is free like every other weekend. It seems like, yeah. And so, because because their idea is just to get people playing their game, to get to get people uh, interested and invested, uh, both emotionally and financially. Yeah, I think that Overwatch is a game that it works well for. That was what three years ago. Yeah, uh, game of the year twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So, almost almost three years old. So yeah, I think I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think they should. If, I think if they want to compete with it on like a Twitch level and a social level, like that one blackout has a problem on PC where it's just uh, it quickly goes awful. So the the main blackout uh, crowd is on PS4, but the Overwatch I'm sure is having declining numbers. There's no way that it can be where it was two years ago. Uh, if they want to bump that back up and compete alongside. Fortnite for all that uh, all that money out there. I think it's gonna work. I'm curious if they'll do something like um, there. There are some free to play models where you can't play like the very latest version of something. So what if they they hold back the free to play players on uh, on Blackout specifically to one expansion behind, and then you you pay a subscription model to bring it up to, to full. Like there's there's a lot of different marketing mm -hmm. options and and payment options that they could choose to do and not have it go fully free to play and still be making their money. Yes. And Overwatchers are characters and stuff, right? So like you could make it to where you get what the original set of characters for free and then yeah. yeah. Plenty of options there. What are you playing uh, game-wise? Um, I'm actually finishing up Diablo. Um, I Diablo I didn't play 3. it when it came out on the yeah I didn't play it when it came out on the PC or the PlayStation. Um, I tried it briefly, but uh, I'm going through the story now on the Switch. Are you doing hardcore? And, uh, no, but I am on the hardest difficulty that's not hardcore. Okay. Okay. So. I, I can give you credit for that. I'm sorry. Does that does that meet your approval? No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I just I I um actually I don't care. But like, my brother would always give me shit about like playing any of the Diablo games, where I'm like yeah. I, I'm like yeah I'm playing uh, I got this level. He's like, are you playing a hardcore mode? No. He's like, you're not playing. <laughs> you're not living, no, man. That's nothing. That's nothing. Because he'd have all you know. He played way play doesn't play as much now, but like he played way more than me. So he would be more advanced with his hardcore characters, but at the same time, like every now and then, like I'd I'd uh, I'd see him like like pacing. This was back when we lived in like Frisco, and he'd just be like angry, like pacing outside uh, next to our pool, smoking a cigarette. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, dude, I died. And he's like, like 
pissed off about like losing a character that he'd had he'd been working on for like three or four weeks. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm 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 not about permanently losing. <laughs> no, I'm good. It's too much for you. Didn't I didn't do it one time? Yeah, because I was like I play I play this game way too much and put way too many hours to lose this character. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, I'm all about the Dark Souls games and everything, but. Losing everything permanently and having to restart is that's that's rough. That's really rough. Yeah, yeah. I've been playing Skyrim though. I know that doesn't surprise like anybody here, but um, I found like I found that uh, the transmute spell, which I don't know how I didn't know about this before, but it allows you to change like ore, like iron ore, into silver, and then silver into gold. So I'm literally nice. like so you're an alchemist? I'm an alchemist, dude. I'm running around like as an alchemist. So I'm just running around. I'm buying um, like iron ore from whoever and I'm going like, you know, mining it myself and then I'm transmuting into, uh, you know, turning it into gold eventually and uh, and then like making jewelry out of it. So I got like crazy rich like shortly after I started the character. Nice. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Like running around with like a giant two handed sword because I never do that. I had like I was like you know what I'm gonna do something different. I'm not gonna play a mage. I'm not gonna play a thief. Thief's like what I usually do, like a thief assassin. Yeah. Um, like I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do what I never do. I'm gonna play a melee character, and because their melee Ooh, system. Sucks. Yeah, I'm all ranged all the time. Yeah, their melee system sucks. So I was like, I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try it out, and it's still not good. I mean, it's gratifying, like taking a sword and just like running someone through it and like picking them up like that's cool but you can only watch that animation so many times where you're like I get it like yeah. there's a crit okay whatever that's what I've been playing oh, also playing uh, Stardew Valley or played past tense I played Stardew Valley for about two hours and I'm, I'm done I'm done yeah yeah I can't my wife put about 60 or 70 oh in that really game, so. yeah. yeah like like I, I kind of get it and I can understand how it would be appealing. I'm not interested. It's a it's a turn your brain off game. Like, yeah. and I say that in the in the nicest way possible in terms of like you like it, she played that game in like a relaxing sense. I think. Yeah. yeah uh, I where that way. you just you just yeah you just farm like that's what you're yeah. doing like you, you're just doing your stuff but you know trying to get your relationship on. Um, yeah, she put a lot of time into that game. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I did with Minecraft, so I can't really like can't really judge uh, on that. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I've I've not gotten into it. Oh, I I played more Soma on uh, PS4 and played Celeste, Ooh. which I really really enjoyed. Yeah, it's free right now, by the way, um, on your uh, Games with Gold. Yeah, yeah, Xbox. yeah. I was couldn't For remember January. which one was which one it was on, but yeah, Games with Gold. So it's free right now. But if you don't have Games with Gold, I encourage you to pick it up on Switch or wherever you want. It's yeah. everywhere. Definitely. I've been playing a lot of indie stuff to start the new year. Um, I discovered a, a page uh, on Twitter uh, slash blog uh, called the Indie Gamer Chick, and she's been giving out a lot of codes. But she also started something really cool that I uh, put on. Uh, our Twiage Facebook page, where the first Friday of every month, the idea is that you go to your digital store of choice and you pick a game that you've never heard of. I can hear myself uh, through somebody's speaker. Hmm. It's gone now, I think. Um, so you you go to the digital store, you pick a game you've never heard of, and you play it, and then you talk about it online uh, using 
uh, hashtag IndieSelect. So I did that. I went on the PSN store. I found a game called FlyWrench for 69 cents. Oh, yeah. Uh, May, and it turned out it was the guy who made uh, Nidhogg and Nidhogg 2 uh, made this game called Flywrench a couple years ago. Uh, has some of the best music that I've ever heard in a video game. It's like this weird platforming. It's not platforming, but it's it reminded me of Celeste in the fact that you, if you die, which you're going to die a lot, you instantly start over in that same frame mm -hmm. and you keep going through that frame until you beat that frame. Okay. Um, so I picked that up last Friday for the first Friday of, of 2019 and I put like five or six hours into it that day. I got my 69 cents worth. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's um, crazy. Like I, I view it as like a dollar an hour is good, is a good value to me. I mean, cause exactly. that's, that's, that's a better value than like going to the movies. So yeah, if a game's five bucks and I get 10 hour 10 hours out of it, I'm like, Oh, that's, that was a really good deal. Um, but yes, that's, that's a crazy good deal. So that's going to be something that I'm going to be doing every Friday and I'll make sure I'll be putting it up on uh, the Facebook page. Feel free to participate if you'd like. Otherwise you could live vicariously through me. Um, I picked Speaking up a bunch of random other indie games and they're all stuff that I'd never heard of and I'll probably never play again, but they were, you know, enjoyable. Uh, speaking of, of online communities playing games, uh, did you guys hear about uh, Rami Ismail's uh, Meditation Games initiative? No. Negative. Okay. So Rami Ismail's the guy, he did, uh, he's, he's done a bunch of smaller interesting games but uh one of the things that he likes to do is he he goes out and he he kind of uh gets indie groups together and does stuff and so uh the the client i tweeted it out earlier this week but uh you download the client and it it preloads the games for uh for that month and the games are like really 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 tiny uh projects just for free uh the games are supposed to last you maybe five ten minutes and um, it's, it's just kind of a, a concept piece. And <laughs> some of them have been interesting. Some of them have been strange. The music has been consistently uh, varied enough that it's kept me interested. Hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just this little thing where we're different uh, indie devs, some of whom I've heard of, some of whom, most of whom I haven't, um, are making these little uh, little projects that are just for a couple of minutes entertainment. That's, I think that's cool. And it also allows you to really experiment and, and do something that you may not invest a lot of time in. A developer may not invest a lot of time in because there may be not a market for it, or it's not, you know, it's not the right category, or it's not going to be able to be fleshed out into a full game. This person could just say, yeah. Hey, this would be fun. This would be funny or whatever it is. Like, I, I, I really dig that. And since you mentioned as far as like the music and stuff being varied, I realized uh, through playing like four or five indies in the last week, if you put a pretty decent soundtrack in your game, there's a good chance that I'm going to at least put some time into it. And I never realized that about myself, how much I really like uh, some of these games soundtracks, because most of the time I'm focused more on like the gameplay mm -hmm. of it. But things with like Flywrench, I ended up playing for five hours and it's an extremely frustrating game. But the music is just so... Yeah. hooked on you that you keep going and then I played another game uh, called The Moose Man uh, which was about Russian mythology Interesting. Uh, and again just really epic music where the gameplay is extremely simple it's like a side-scrolling adventure game but the music hooked me and the visuals hooked me so much that I'm just like okay yeah I'll finish hmm. this nice 
That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So let us know in the comments what you're playing and uh, what you'd like to see us play more of. Is it PC games or VR? Let us know in the comments and we'll maybe entertain that. But let us know what you're playing as well. Do you have a VR? Yeah. I got PlayStation VR. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's fun. Is it more Skyrim? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I have Skyrim VR. I'm sure yeah. you do. It's it's interesting. I, I want to play some Beat Saber. Beat Saber, yeah. I I almost bought a PSVR just to play Beat um, Saber. Job Simulator is fun on there. Um, yeah. But uh, Arkham, Moth. the uh, Ar the uh, Batman Arkham whatever it is VR, it's yeah. the best. It's the best. I just want to be you, Batman you, in every game. Tried, well, yeah. Have you tried Tetris Effect? No, I haven't played that. Okay. I would encourage you to at least look into it. Um, it's it just needs to be cheap. It's weird. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why it's forty bucks, man. Like I wanted to buy it without the PSVR because you can play it without it, and I heard yeah. it. I heard it holds up outside of VR, yeah. and it's just still fun. And the again, excellent music. But and is it Tetris. forty dollars? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Tetris is, has like been it. Done. It's been the same since nineteen eighty five. So, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Did I, did I tell you about the uh, the soccer um, VR game that I played? No. Uh, is it is it is it what the, kick your the, dog while you play the, the head the head butting one? Yes, it is. It's called Headmaster, which I thought was going to be something else. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess Sorry. it could have been called Head uh, Game. That was that was me being child. No, I guess it could have been called Head Game. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah. if you want to be the headmaster. You've really got to put in the effort. It's a PG show. It is a PG show, yep. but yeah, you you. Uh, and we're not explicitly saying any of the. No, things. you're 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 doing a header. You're hitting the ball with the head with your head. So I'm playing <laughs> VR, and I'm just I'm just doing this. You could stop that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody. No. Cool. Let's talk. Mm. Let's talk about the topic of the episode show, the actual, yes. the, the main, the main thing that you come here, you know, for not news, not us talking about bad VR games or good VR games or good indie games, but let's talk about the topic of the episode show. The topic uh, this week uh, is what game you would like to see announced as a remake or remaster uh, in uh, 2019 remasters or sequels remasters or sequels yeah so uh oh and you want to kick this off yeah so this is the year of the pokemon uh we're getting finally a pokemon on a mainline console in 2019 we are getting a Detective Pikachu movie that looks like it's going to be the best video game movie ever made. Uh, sorry, Sonic. Uh, that looks that be trash. so bad. But it, yeah. Anyways, uh, we got uh, we got it started with Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu. I would like Pokemon Snap to make a return. I don't care if it's a remaster. I don't care if you give me the same exact game and just prettier. Just give me Pokemon Snap. You can give me Pokemon Snap 2. You can give me Pokemon Snap Revolution. You can give me Pokemon Snap Remastered. 
I don't care. You can give me Pokemon Insta Snap so you can make it like an Instagram game. Just give me Pokemon Snap. Dude, that'd be a really good integration. So you could like, because, yeah. you know, like uh, P- uh, PlayStation and everyone has like a share to social media thing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Poke- yes, Pokemon Insta Snap and throw it up on your Instagram. Like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Fantastic. I just want, like, I know that you could easily put that in something like a Pokemon Go, which I also still play, and there's that AR aspect mm-hmm. to it. But no, I want in-game, I want it to look as cute as Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee did, and I just want to take the pictures again. I want to be on the little stupid rolling track of uh, rolling around, and I want to take my Pokemon pictures, man. Like, Nintendo, it's been forever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been so long. I could, I could see, I could see that coming uh, as as a possible. I don't know about. I mean, I know this is this is our wish list and everything. I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'd see it happening. But that's not what this is about. This is about games that are not going to happen. But it's our wish list. I just think if it's going to happen, this is the year for it to happen. Oh, sure. The, if Pokemon is writing, Pokemon is ne- it hasn't been this hyped since 1995. So I just don't see why they wouldn't capitalize on yeah. it. Yeah, I have one other game, okay. but I will wait to make the rounds. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and play off of that because um, I would like to see another F Zero game. Um, F Zero games are are some of my favorites, and uh, we have what is it called? Uh, Neo Remix or something? Yeah, I, I forget what it's called. Basically, it is like it, a new F Zero game. It is, but it's but it's not quite there. Um, it's it's very close. It's the closest thing we have. But I would I would love to get an official F Zero game uh, on my Switch. I, I love racing. I love uh, the absolutely insane like the different modes that have been in games. Because mm-hmm. like uh, Neo Geo, not Neo Geo, Neo Remake, whatever <laughs> it's called, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. It's the, the F Zero clone. Um, it has like the basic races, but it doesn't have a lot of the features that, that the other ones had, like uh, like the death races or the, you know, there's there's just something that's slightly just not quite there. And so I would like to see an official F zero game. That is so, my wish. So I heard I heard this idea kicked around recently. That's and it's funny that you brought up F zero. So I'm wondering what you would think about this. What if you had an F zero game that was somewhat narr- more narrative where you could be like a Captain Falcon or something, and there was gameplay outside of the vehicle. The racing is still a big part of the game, okay. But there's also, I don't know, the drama or whatever. I don't know the lore right. behind F Zero, but there was literally somebody talking about this last week of just imagining an F Zero game where there is walking around as well. There's gameplay outside of the vehicle. How would you feel about that? I would be okay with that. Uh, my my personal biggest thing that I that I come to F Zero for is the tracks and the creativity that they have there. And so, if you give me enough unique tracks with with different feels to them, um, I, I like the idea of the uh, the the story. It's it's dumb. That's fine. <laughs> it, can, it can it can still be a fun thing. And then like, uh, uh, did did either one of you play Golf Story? Yep. No. Yeah. So. So that's that's a game that oh, has like the 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 golf mechanic, but there's also this whole other thing that's going on, where you can uh, talk to other characters, do other things, and so yeah, as as long as it has the core part that I'm looking for, I'm fine with having it in whatever form. Just give me more F Zero, yeah. please. I want Parasite Eve. I want more Parasite yeah. Eve. That 
I think that's a it's not only is it a franchise but it's a I'm not I'm not it's not a genre but like just tone wise and story wise I don't see anything like that coming out anymore other than I wouldn't even say life is strange like there's some telltale games that I guess would be closer to it but um just in tone just in general tone and creativity like i don't see that uh, enough uh of that so i'd love some more parasite eve man what is that 1990 was it 98 90... i want to say 98 i think it was holy crap yeah <laughs> that's so long oh i'm i'm going even older with my old my other picks so i understand uh if Square Enix would like to return to form and give us some things that we actually want, that'd be awesome. But no, they they could also just keep putting Final Fantasy like twelve on stuff and ten to uh, yeah, that, that works. Oh, nice guys, way to go. So are you uh, for my other pick, uh -huh. uh, this one's a little bit more obvious, but I think that. It fits well. We've remastered a lot of the Zeldas already, and I think that the functionality of the Joy-Con um, works well for us to get a Skyward Sword HD. Uh, it's it's a game where you either love it or hate it. I'm actually very surprised at how many people hate that game. I do understand Fee. I do hate Fee. I wish Fee would die in a fiery pit. Uh, but I think with the Joy-Con, I think Skyward Sword uh is perfect on the switch because i don't think they're I, I we know that they're working on another zelda but it's probably two or three or four or five or 17 years away so it, if you're not going to give me the entire zelda collection let's hook me up with a little skyward sword hd i would love that i would love that i thought it was a good game i a lot of zelda games and i was like this for a while like just to me, I just kept comparing to Ocarina, where I'm like, I don't like it because it's not like this, it's not like that, it's too much of this. And yeah. uh, Skyward Sword was the first one that I played where I'm like, oh, you know what, I really, I really like this because I'm not Cartoon Link, which I hated when Wind Waker came out. Absolutely hated it. Because um, it was like, it's not my Link. So I didn't, I, <laughs> yeah, I know, as lame as that is. Not my president. Uh... <laughs> like, no, I was like, it's not my Link. Like, it's like a little cartoon baby Link. And I was like, I don't like this, but, um, and then the, the weapons breaking and everything. And now I'm like, that's actually fun. And breath of the wild is probably the best, best game ever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I never actually played skyward sword. It's one of the very few that I have not even played for a second. So being I, at the, I would being be interested. Of, uh, being at the end of the Wii and the beginning of the Wii U, it was, yeah. It was overlooked by a lot. Uh, it had it had the sword mechanic with the Wiimote, um, It was okay. It functioned. Like I made it. Yeah. I made it through the game and everything. I didn't think it was as bad. A lot of people hate the pacing, uh, and then Fee is worse than Navi in every way, shape, and form. Um, that's what that's what's tough. And before we move on to uh, to the other one in the comments, uh, Robert pulled out his. Uh, with Fatal Frame VR Ooh. would be his pick Definitely. to come out. And the fact that it was the fact that you threw out VR, Robert, that's where you had me in. Dude, I, I love horror on VR. Um, it, I mean, the immersion and, and yeah, I, I would love Fatal Frame on VR. That'd be amazing. 
That'd be amazing. That's what uh, Resident Evil Seven was was great in VR for that for that reason. It's just it's frightening and it gets you, especially when you're you feel so isolated having VR headset on. Like if you, I don't know about you guys. You, I don't think either one of you have VR right at home. Not currently. I don't. No, like I feel like if I do it for longer than like thirty minutes, like I feel yeah. like I, I just feel disoriented and weird. Like I. Yeah, it's. I can see that. Yeah, so yeah. for me, short term VR games are fine, but like, yeah, I'd, I guess yeah, maybe thirty minutes at a time, I could do Fatal Frame. <laughs> I think with something with jump scares, knowing me in horror anyway, it would just be a thing where I would pro like I would hit something. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> I would have to play it in a room where like my dog was not present. <laughs> Uh, just yeah. because if he like came up for attention or something while I'm playing a horror game. Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it's it's happened to me, and thankfully it, it startled me slightly, but not too much. And thankfully I didn't I didn't do anything, and Ridley didn't do anything because Ridley like freaks out, uh, and she's like yeah. a cartoon character and like starts knocking over tables and stuff. So thankfully it didn't happen. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. So what was your what's your uh, what's your next one, Alan? Oh, Skyward. Oh, Skyward. Sorry, you already. That's before Kevin. we moved on to Kevin. If Kevin had another one, I didn't know if he did. Kevin, do you have another one? Uh, the the next one that I would probably do is um, I would like to see a sequel to Cosmic Star Heroine. I know that one was one of the Nintendo indies that should have been bigger, but Nintendo never promoted it, and so it actually sold pretty poorly on Switch. Um, but it's a it's a sixteen bit um by a very small team uh zboard games and um it's it is very much in the in the tone of uh secret of mana and chrono trigger mm -hmm. uh, mixed up together and then you throw some technology and stuff in there yeah. and it's it's just a really really spectacular game that i would like to see more of and uh i don't know if we're going to it's super cheap now, by the way, if anybody's interested. Like on Steam, it's, it's, it's like six bucks. On PSN, it's like eight. Yeah. And it's it's actually currently on sale on Steam, which is the first time it's been on sale on Steam for like 15 bucks. But really good game. Nice. I would like to see more of it. Nice. I have two more. Owen, do you have any more? Uh, other than, I'll just say very quickly, Skate 4. It's been years. Give us, Skate? give it. I didn't play that. Are you kidding? I mean, I know what it is, but I didn't play it. It's like, I mean, it's again one of those things where it's like, is would EA ever do something we actually want them to? Yeah, no. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, but Skate 4, it's just, it's, it's Tony Hawk, but way better uh, is, is the extent of it. Yeah. So my next pick is a game, I don't know if either of you played, on uh, PC. They're actually both PC games, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go older and older on these. Uh, MDK. Either of you play MDK? I'm I'm aware of it. I've seen gameplay. I never actually played it's freaking it. Freaking awesome! It's it's a futuristic third-person shooter where you are in this super amazing suit that lets you like have this instant parachute. So you have like gliding mechanics, uh, and like you have one gun. But, Fortnite. Like yeah, but not not Fortnite. Um, 
and uh, and you have like you have a gun, but it's like this amazing you know technology, you know like Mega Man style, where it's like it's the best gun ever, and it uses any type of ammo, so you can switch different types of ammo to have different uh, you know different like you can use it as a sniper rifle, you could use it to lob mortars. Uh, the game was amazing and funny. Um, Who made it? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Because both of these, I don't remember who made them, and I want, but I want them. Because the other one is a gotcha. game called Death Track that I know neither one of you played. Nope. Death Track was like was on PC. I have. You've played Death Track? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I was gonna say this was on <laughs> DOS, okay? This was on freaking DOS. It was a racing game, so basically like Twisted Metal, right? Where you drive around and you try to blow up other cars uh, with you know with whatever you have. Um, starring Jason Statham. It, you know, it should have starred Jason Statham, but I would have preferred okay. uh, David Carradine to go My OG name. on that. But, um, uh, but instead of just like driving around and being like a clown or something like Twisted Metal, like you you bought a car or you you, were, you had a car and then you upgraded. If you won a race, you got money, and then you could upgrade your car, either make it faster or add new weapons, and you know just kind of continued like that. So kind of what you were talking about about f-zero if you made like a uh a new f-zero where it's more than just racing like that's what this was, was like upgrading the car except you never you didn't you went to sierra the entertainment cedar entertainment that's who made sierra entertainment that's who made that game mdk wow no death track really i had no sierra idea. entertainment had man no that's idea. so much that's like king's quest there's oh, yeah. no wonder Le Le leisure suit larry yeah. no wonder it was an amazing game it was one of the coolest games and it had wow. like, like, the soundtracks talking about soundtracks like old school 8-bit like yeah it's just so good <laughs> and if we're gonna go that far back could we get another king uh commander keen commander keen would be really cool I was gonna say King's Quest, but we got one of those, and it was really yeah, we did good. Did get one of those, and I yeah. really, really yeah. liked it. So, you know, it's there's there's a market for these games to. Come God, out. Sierra's made so many games. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. Oh, speaking speaking of wish lists, Kingdoms of Amalur two. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, that's gotta never be never gonna get list. it. <laughs> is that is I want to know is that company is THQ Nordic ever gonna make a game? They bought. A ridiculous amount of IPs. Uh, Are they ever actually going to make anything? They they released the third uh, Death whatever, right? Or is uh, that right? Yeah, no, you're right. They did Darksiders 3. Darksiders 3, yeah. Okay, fine. Are so, you going to release a second game? <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they just released that one however many weeks ago it was that it came and, and went. It and was so terrible. They should not have put that game out in I, November. Are they out of their mind? Yeah, that was that was yeah. really dumb. Should have waited till January. This is a nice yep. lull. This is a really good lull. Kingdom Hearts right 3 don't come out for two weeks. Yep. Yep, this would be a perfect time to drop that game. I got, I got one more because we're talking because you just mentioned Ooh. Death Siders and it reminded me of it. Uh, Kevin has one I too. One Ke also. Kevin, go ahead. Mario Maker. Why is it not on Switch? Yeah, that's a port though. Good point. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah I, mean, I don't care. You can do make whatever them. you have to do to release it and put I mean, it on my Switch. Yeah, if they can, if they can release uh, Super Mario Brothers U on Switch, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd switch you. Like, that'd be, like, Mario Brothers switch you. I don't know, like... With, like, Luigi giving you the finger? Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> but not that finger. But like a, or, like, a U, like a sign language U. Yeah, that'd, that'd work. work. That'd work. 
All right, I got, got one more because uh, because we were talking about uh, Dark Siders and reminded me of it. Castlevania from the uh, the 3D Castlevania on um, Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah. Or it's 64. Oh, I mean, no, I know the 64 not is not the one that, but I'm talking about. Get, are you talking about remastering that and putting that on Xbox One? Or are you just saying do another 3D? I was, was doing another 3D Castlevania. Yeah, do another 3D Castlevania. Um, I love. I I thought. The Castlevania on N64 was pretty good. It was a really ch- clunky time it's for 3D. It's terrible, but it's so fun. It's, well, it's a really clunky time for 3D. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I, I think that doing a remaster of those games, I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Really? Anyway, so let us know in the comments what games you wish that they would remaster or make a sequel to uh, that is never going to happen. And let us know in the comments what your favorites are. And we'll talk hey, we you. could get Pokemon Snap. You don't know. We could. See you later. Bye. Snap, snap, snap.